We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Spahnauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to, of course, talk about Summer League because why else would we be in Las Vegas this time of year other than to you know, talk about the NBA Summer League? We're also going to make prediction, predictions for another division in the NFL. Today, we're going to look at the NFC North, and we're going to finish with a question of the week from our chalkboard. But before we get into all that, Matt, Theo, we're in Las Vegas. How are you guys doing? Matt, <laughs> we got to tell the phone story, like, or phone story, <laughs> the phone story. How you? I'm sure I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess maybe we don't have to. No, tell the no. Um, I lost. Uh, we went out last night, and we- I woke up this morning and I didn't have my phone, which is a horrible realization. Um, and I, I, I like pretty quickly accepted. I thought that it was just gone forever. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ready to try it. Like I didn't even know how find my iPhone works, but Theo set that up and it was, it was, it was a whole process with that because we, we tried calling it a couple of times in the morning, but then it didn't work. So we were just like, well, we see where the phone is on find my iPhone. We're going to go to the phone and like knock on the door of this person's house. Um, Except if you lose your phone in an Uber, uh, and you look where it is, it might move because Ubers move drive around. Well, I assumed, I assumed, yes, you lost your phone in an Uber and like we realized that the next morning and I, I text because I'm the one who ordered it. So I text the Uber driver from yesterday and be like, yo, did my, I think my friend lost a black iPhone, like black case in your car. Do you have it? And like as content creators, like it's kind of tough to operate without you, one. You need your phone. So I, we needed it like ASAP. We needed it a little like quick. Plus it's just like peace of mind of having it, right? Like the longer it goes, it might run out of battery or whatnot. And we couldn't see where it is anymore on right. my iPhone. So that's why I wasn't, I wasn't waiting for him to like get off of his shift. I was just like, we should just, cause it was kind of, it seemed like it was staying in one spot for a while. So I'm like, maybe it's just at his, like he's not working today. And it's like, right. so I was like, cause it didn't seem to be moving for a while. So that's why we decided to like go to the phone and then it moved. And then for and then some we're, reason we're d- we're dumb as rocks and we didn't put together that he was out driving. Well, it was it was it was funny because like it so it moved and our thought process was well, let's go there then, <laughs> um, which is except it was a gated community. Yes, right. So, so we couldn't get in. 
we, we got turned down from the gated community. And then we thought, what if we called it again? Maybe this time. Yeah. We, we, we tried it. We tried to call it twice and it didn't work. And we just <laughs> abandoned like that. At 9 a.m. We like abandoned that strategy. I don't know. We're dumb. I but feel like we should have just called like once every hour. Layden, you but last night you saw DJ Diesel, aka I did, I did see Shaquille O'Neal live in the flesh. He's a pretty good DJ, even though it, I don't know how much is actually him DJing versus how much might be like set up beforehand. But like, it was a fun experience. I had a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was a good time here in Vegas at, uh, <laughs> at the Shaq's pool party. Shaq's pool party. I- had I, we were talking about this before the podcast starts, um, the summer league thing. Oh, the question, yeah, the hypothetical. Okay, so you know how like um, you'll hear people talk about can the best college team beat the worst pro team and like football or basketball or whatever? No, they can't. Right? The answer is like obviously no. It's really not that fun to talk about. Um, but could the best college team beat a summer league team or a Euro league team? I think EuroLeague, I've never, like, to be honest, I do not watch that much EuroLeague. I think that definitely these EuroLeague teams could, like, do some damage in college, like basketball. And I think that part of when it comes down to Summer League, because I was wondering this when we were watching, you know, Paulo, right? He played at Duke and watching him on the Magic. I'm like, the supporting cast around him is not as good, probably, as the supporting cast at Duke, right? I think that a high-level college basketball team, especially if you, I mean, if we're going to talk about like, this is some Star Wars or, or Batman, like hypothetical <laughs> argument, like what's the time to prepare? How much time well, do they I mean, prepare? But that, that like, does matter to an extent because it's like, oh, even if, even if, um, you know, the supporting cast is a little bit better, if they've only played together for three days. Right. I think a college team would blow the doors off a summer league team. I do. I think like, Yes, everybody there is like potentially like NBA caliber, but like not really. And it's like they have like four sets that they'll run and four plays that they'll run. Like a college team will like is, the, a, like, is a team. It's like, a team. Yeah, it's like, a unit. They went through like shit together for a long time. And a summer league team doesn't have that. I think like m- most highlight, like most tournament teams would beat most summer league teams. Oh, I don't know if I, I, I would maybe not most far. maybe not most tournament teams, but like any like top. Four Final seed, four, I think. I think, would definitely. The Sweet 16, I think, could beat a, maybe not so, a Cinderella So you'd story, say, but. okay, I was about to say, so does that mean St. Peter's? Yeah, I don't think St. Peter's <laughs> beating I, well, Also, I feel like there's a pretty big gap between like the best and worst summer league team, no? Like, yeah, I would say so. I mean, some of these teams like have jo- like Josh Giddy playing for the Thunder and with Chet, like that would be a, Extreme that could probably win the NCAA tournament, maybe that team, but some of these other ones, like the Suns, led by yeah. Ish Wainwright. I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like the Cavs, we saw the Cavs today. I didn't think they looked like that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd bet on them to like run through that bracket. Yeah, the Cavs. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just underestimating, you know, the talent on summer league rosters. But I don't know. And and if they had time to prepare, and we were like talking about I mean, them it- going through a full season. The, the one advantage I will say that like summer league guys have is you see a lot of guys come out here and they just hustle. I mean, they just, they just work and they get after it. So yeah. I, I, I do think that would serve some advantage. Like we were watching the Cavs Nuggets today. There were two players, 21 and zero on the Nuggets that just kept, <laughs> I, I thought just kept getting after it. 
would you describe them as sneaky, athletic, scrappy players? You can uh, just say that they're white. They're white guys. <laughs> but like that's it's interesting that you'd point them those two uh, out. Okay. What about what about uh, <laughs> what about yesterday when we were watching uh, twenty three on the Kings? Not not twenty. Not not LeBron and Kevin Durant on the. I was talking about uh, what was it forty one, thirty and uh, fifty six. Yeah, they were no. I, they, I thought, I thought Orlando's hustlers. team was pretty strong. Yesterday, they had a lot of guys who were really getting after it. So um, I, I don't know. I think I think there is definitely a summer league team that would not beat Kansas. I think so too. Well, I, I think for sure. If you were to put a summer league team in college basketball and they played through an entire season, I think no doubt they would get to the tournament. But I do not think they would win the whole thing. Or like, yeah, I, I think um, if if you want to look historically, like Duke when they had Zion and R.J. Barrett. And Cameron, they for sure would not lose to every summer league team. Oh, so no I doubt. Think, no doubt. Coached yeah. by Coach K. Yeah, no doubt. But I do think like a lot of these summer league teams would do would do a decent job. But anyway, I digress. I thought that was it. And I think EuroLeague, I can't say as much because I, I haven't know, watched yeah. a lot of EuroLeague. But I mean, I think that there's some very legit teams that would that are better than college basketball teams over there and probably better than all these summer league teams as well. So maybe not all of them, but I, th- I think, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for the Euro League, but anyway. Fair enough. Maybe you should speak for the Euro League. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, we did see Miles Garrett today. Yeah, we saw him briefly. Uh, we didn't talk to him. We just looked from No, afar. actually, I, I got to talk to him, and he confirmed no. uh, that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, it didn't happen. He didn't say anything about week one. He didn't say anything uh, about week one. Noticeable. Oh, no. He said he is, uh, who, he doesn't care who is starting at quarterback. He is getting five and a half sacks. He'll be blocked <laughs> by who is the Panthers starting left tackle that week one. Is it Icky? Icky, right. He'll be, that's yeah, tough. That's tough for Iquanu. Anyway, we did see, <laughs> that is a really tough, we did see up. Miles Garrett at Summer League today. That was our big Summer League highlight. Uh, James Wiseman played. Um, he may still be playing, honestly, at the t- at the time we're recording this right now. And he looked. Um, we had to go watch Miles Garrett and the Cavs, but uh, <laughs> hey. he was hitting. He was draining some threes and had a nice lob off a of pick and roll. So that was some. That was nice. Yeah, he is. Um, James Wiseman is not as bad as people have made him out to be. I, I understand. That. I, I don't think that Lamelo's better. Obviously, yeah, they messed up the pick, and he's been injured. However, I think people have like totally written him off as like a player who could contribute to the Warriors at all, and I, I think I think that's wrong. Um, so I'm I'm actually thinking that could be a pretty big get for Golden State. I mean, he's a seven footer who can hit three. I mean, like I'm trying to think of the guys who went after like Lamelo. Like, could Wiseman have a better career than like he's not going to have a better career than. Edwards or Lamelo, but I, I definitely still think like he could have a better career than picks like most of the picks like four through the rest of the lottery, right? Like I, I don't think that that's um, that's not unreasonable. There's Patrick Williams, right? He went number four, didn't he? Uh, and and some other guys. I, I don't think that's unreal reasonable to say. So definitely good news for Warriors fans to see him looking like that. Okay, here's the like Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro, Onyeke Akangu. I believe in you, Theo. Killian Hayes, Obi Toppin, Denny Avidija, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Halliburton, Kira Lewis, Aaron Neesmith, Neesmith, Cole Anthony. Like, how many of those guys could James Wiseman still be better than? Probably like most of them, 
honestly. So yeah. it couldn't be, it could be like, I think that's definitely still a sal- salvageable situation. And I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway from, from Summer League today. Fair enough. I agree. All right. Do we want to talk about the NFC North? Yes. More than anything, I want to talk about the <laughs> NFC North. You're the, a Green Bay, my Green Bay Packers. Guy. Look, we were recognized at Summer League and someone turned around and said, Theo, are the Packers winning the Super Bowl? And I said, yes. Devontae Adams was holding us back all those years that we lost in the NFC Championship game. Finally, we're rid of that team cancer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude can't even say it with a straight face. No, I love Devontae. Um, <laughs> look, the Packers, I guess I'll start with them just because, you know, they're my team yeah. and all. I think that my number one Packers takeaway is Alan Lazard. Draft him in your fantasy leagues. I promise you, I'll bet my life that Alan Lazard is having double-digit touchdowns this year. He's the Packers wide receiver one. And I think that's the first thing you got to talk about with this with this offense and with the team in general is just like, what is, what is the passing offense going to look like without Devonte this year. To me, I think, I, I don't know who's going to step into that kind of X receiver role and just take, be able to like win one-on-ones on the backside of the play. Because I look at Christian Watkins, who they spent a lot of draft capital on, but I think of him as more of a one-for-one Marcus Valdez-Scantling replacement with his speed and just kind of his general size and everything. I think he could be a, a really unstoppable deep threat eventually. But right now, like as a nuanced route runner, like no, no, he's he's more he's a lot more like Marcus Valdez Scantling than um, he can block too. So shout out shout out him for that. People don't talk about his blocking. I, I I'm scared. Is it going to be? I'd love to see the team sign Julio Jones. I would I would be a perfect perfect signing at this point. I still think Julio is good. It's a contending team. That's just a match. I don't know why he's not on the team right now. Watkins could maybe do it. He's been a, a decent route runner in the past and someone who you don't really think of as a necessarily a, a field stretcher, but someone who's solid in a lot of different areas. So I wonder if he's going to kind of take, that, take on that kind of X receiver role, Lazard more as kind of a power slot type of dude because he's so good at blocking. And then, you know, as the, as the Z, we've got um, Watkins, but, or Watson. Anyway, it's, it's kind of a rough look though, I would say. And I'd say even Aaron Rodgers, as good as he is, is going to see a pretty substantial drop off in efficiency without a wide receiver who he, he can just rely on over and over again. And um, I think that it's going to be one of the better defenses in football, just looking at that top to bottom. But the offense, I, I truly am a little bit worried about what that's going to look like with the passing game. I, I just don't think but, we have a... I think your receiving core is really the only thing that you're worried about, right? I mean, you yeah, look at... Like, I'm really worried about it. Like, I just don't see how we can win the Super Bowl. Like, if this is a team with championship, well, championship window right now, and it's it's so close to closed, and it's like, we just can't. Once we hit the playoffs and hit these good secondaries, like I just don't know how they'll be able to move the ball through the air effectively. It it is. I think it's going to sink them eventually. I do. Um, But you know, there's still ways to deal with that problem, though. Of all the problems to have, that's probably the one you can really fix. And there's always like like there's so many receivers. Like obviously, you just name guys you can sign. You can trade for somebody. So I I think that if it really is as bad as maybe. You're worried it's going to be that, and the pack. If the Packers have such a small window, they can probably be aggressive and fix it to some yeah. extent. I mean, we saw what the Rams did midway through the season. They went and got Odell, and that was yes. also a little bit of luck that he became available. But you know, you're probably going to have you know that opportunity to you know if Julio Jones is available throughout the season, you know maybe you pick him up. Right? Yeah, I'd if, love if, to see a trade. I would love to see a trade. I'd love to see the Julio signing. As as and as far as the other positions go, I think that the Packers probably have like two top. Definitely two top 15 running backs on their roster, right? And Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. 
Um, Dylan didn't break off a ton. I don't think he's super fast and doesn't break off a lot of long chunk plays, but the dude just, both of them, they never like lose yardage. They never are tackled for a loss and they're just so, so efficient as running backs. So I think that they're going to have the most efficient running game, maybe in all of football or at least up there. I think they're going to have one of the best defenses in the league because of, you know, just look at that team. It's stacked. It is stacked, stacked, stacked. Plus they play the AFC East with Mac Jones and Tua and yeah. Zach Wilson and the NFC North has like Jared Goff and Justin Fields. Like there's, there's like, maybe those, those guys take like a big leap, maybe. But when you're looking at it right now, the, the opposing schedule of quarterbacks that they've got is not striking fear in my heart. So I'm thinking like top five running game, top five defense, top half of the league passing offense. I think Rodgers can carry them to, yes. to like borderline, you know, top 10, maybe around something like that. That's still a, a very, very strong team there. And I, I think that it'll come to bite us in the playoffs if we don't make a move. But overall, I think they'll still win the division. Yeah. And I think that they're still, um, they're still one of the teams to beat in this, the, in the what's, yeah. what's their under over? Yeah, it's, it's 11 and a half. That Ooh. is... I, I would take... I would take the over. What's, what's their schedule looking like? Okay. It's pretty so, easy. It's, it's pretty... Yeah, they go San Francisco, which you, like you're like, oh, that's a tough game. But it's Trey Lance's potentially first game as a starter. Or it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, well, San Francisco always beats us. So they'll win that game. <laughs> oh, wait, that's preseason. My bad. Yeah. Regular um, season. Yeah, I was like, so, I don't remember that being no. a season over. Minnesota. Vikings. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, Chicago, Tampa, New England, uh, Giants, Jets. W. Commanders, w, Bills, w, Lions, w, Cowboys, w, <laughs> Titans. W. Eagles. W. Bears. It's just, that was actually kind of a tough stretch there. Bears, W. Rams. Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. All right, we tie the Rams and win all the other games. I mean, how many really 16, tough games? Oh. You have Bills. Bills, Tampa, Eagles, Rams. Yeah. I would say are like the really, I think the Vikings will probably, we could go one and one on there. I don't know. I think like 10, 11 wins is pretty easy to say. I think I might go the under there. I think 12 is is reaching a pretty high ceiling. Um, for them, I think like 10, 10, 11, but I feel like pretty good about saying that. Like it's not, I think like, I, I think guarantee. You're being, I think you're being way too harsh on them. I think you are too. I think this is a, like an easy 11. What did I say? 12. I think I actually picked them when I first saw the schedule to go 12 and five. I think that, I think 12 wins is super doable. It's no, you look it's at like, that, you probably feel, I say you feel pretty good about their, any, if they didn't know, get 12 one, wins, it'd be a disappointment. Two, I'll put it like three, that, right? Four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten. I count eleven, like very like games that I would pick for them to win. Right, easily. And, and they're I, the receivers are bad, but their defense is fantastic. They still got the offensive line. They still got Aaron Rodgers. Like, yep. yeah, I, they'll be good. I think they'll win the division. I just, I don't know. I think like the world. If you were to run the season a thousand times, the world's where they win twelve and above versus the times they go like eleven and below. I think that there are more that they go like hover around 10, 11 than like 12, well, 13. I mean, that I is think. why the line's 11 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's 11, right? 11 would be the under. Right. And I think like 11 is like very, very, very possible. 10, 11. I mean, that's 11, I'm yeah. At. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely possible. You have some tough games. Philly's a tough game. LA's a tough game. Yeah. And really Dallas, I think is, isn't like, it's not a gimme. Um, Tampa, obviously. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they could, I would take the over. Personally, I think Matt, you would agree. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. But Theo, if you want to take the under, you always want to bet against your team. <laughs> yeah, right. It's good, it's good business. All I can do it's is good. bet the under, right? If I'm wrong, awesome. If I'm right, 
tell him to bring me my money. So <laughs> you guys are Ohio State fans moving on to the next tee. Mm-hmm. So I know that you are somewhat invested in the success of one Justin Fields yes. for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Seeing what they've done this offseason, uh, how do you feel about that potential? Not great. <laughs> how do you feel about Justin <laughs> Not Fields? Not great at all. Bad, right? oh God, <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier today. When you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, it's, it's you know— some that lets you be really aggressive. And the Hornets, not the Hornets, the uh, Bears have been not very aggressive, have they? No, yeah. Um, I don't feel great about their offensive line. I don't feel great about their receivers. I I think they've put Justin Fields in a bad position uh, to succeed. And I do feel a little bit like, I know he was in a bad position last year, but Fields wasn't super, super impressive himself. so I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears were like the worst team in football. Yeah, their line is set at six and a half. I'm taking think, the under on that without like blinking an eye. It's like no question about it. I'm taking. I've under. already bet the under on the Bears as soon as that <laughs> came out. I'll be honest with you. I have I have pretty heavy money invested in the Bears under five and a half. All right. All right. All right. So I think that they could be the worst team in football. Yeah. Look. Man, <laughs> they dude, don't have a lot they of very don't. Good the cover players. is so bare. Like Velas Jones, they drafted out of Tennessee, like Velas Jones, Velas yeah. Jones, Velas Jones. He is like 25 or 26 years old, and he's still like not that good of a wide receiver. It's like, what is this? Almost as feeling? bad as the uh, when the Browns drafted Brandon Whedon. Yeah, it's so bad. It's and then it's like, like literally any other wide receiver but him. And I, I liked you know the picks in their in the second round. They got a good two good players for their secondary but you got a rookie quarterback who you are on the brink of ruining and they were like byron prinkle there you go <laughs> equinemius st brown there you go i mean there's just no way Leo that jones was on the table odell's available yeah like, there's like just maybe even if you don't win just like get him an infrastructure where he can develop like there's just no chance there's no chance that this works out for them well like i i i yeah. truly believe like they, they're like khalil mack gone eddie goldman isn't like a huge player, but they, they let him walk. They might trade Robert Quinn. It's like, they're just going full rebuild mode when they have a quarterback that they gave up on, like they've pretty much like given up on him. It's hard to weird. It's super weird. It would have been hard. I feel like they did the bare minimum. Like they did get him new receivers. Technically. (laughs) Yes, they did. Um, But this is like the, the smallest, you know, amount of assets they could have possibly Put yeah. into it, and they, they're they're trading away guys and for just draft picks and stuff. Yeah, it's not they're not trying to build themselves up right now. And it and it's, and it's weird. Gonna, it's weird, especially when you consider like Matt Nagy is not safe, like at all. He's not the head coach, or not shoot Matt Nagy. <laughs> Eberflus, Eberflus, Eber, Eberflus. Is their head coach. I, I would say Eberflus isn't safe. I mean, it's his first year as a head coach. So why are we totally changing like? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand the logic of like completely like revamping everything, as as like a, as like a new under a first year head coach. You have a rookie quarterback and a first year head coach. Why would Why would you just be like, okay, let's just? I don't think that's my problem with it. I think I think, I I think the team it. just sucks. <laughs> I think the team can just. They suck. don't have like they. You they don't do have a something lot of about it. No, they're they not don't. going to win very many yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, I think like as far as the coach goes and the Eberflus hire, I think that he's more of a, a CEO type of role. I don't think that Eberflus's his defenses in the past have been pretty vanilla, pretty safe. They've never been one of the elite units in the league. They've never been one of the bottom tier units in the league. It's a lot of zone coverage. 
I remember during the pandemic year, defenses got off to such a horrible start with the lack of training camp and, and all of that and all this stuff that didn't happen in the off season. And defenses were just getting torched right away. And his unit was one of the only ones that was half decent that year. And I think it's just because it's pretty safe. And in there, like, there's not that much that like, and with their personnel, I could say like, maybe that's good. Cause I don't think there's a ton of talent. So it's like, maybe it's good to just be kind of like yeah. not manning everybody up. Cause you're probably going to lose. Although the secondary could be worse, I suppose. But like, you're not, you're not, we'll see. Or maybe you do want to turn up the heat if, if you don't have the time. I don't know. That's, I don't know, that's but, the Miami strategy was like, they lacked, you know, kind of the, the high level talent in a lot of places early, early on when they first started. But like, you know, when they were able to send a lot of pressure and do that kind of Patriot-esque defense. And the Patriots do the same thing, actually. It's really the Patriot system. Um, but yeah, no, the Bears bad. Yes, Not I would say, say so. You I said you already so. bet the under on it, Theo? I bet the under on it I'm as soon the, as I'm going to bet the under on it as soon as I can. Yeah, I would say so. They they brought in Luke Getze, who came from Green Bay to be the um, to be the offensive ca- uh, coordinator. So I guess like Getze, my opinion on him is, I mean, he's fine, right? I think he's fine if he brings in to kind of those like um, Matt Lafleur type of tendencies that and Shanahan-y type of tree tendencies. Like I think that could elevate Fields because Nagy really gave him nothing to like, they, they yeah. just didn't give him any layups. Like a lot of the easy stuff that you designed for quarter, like there just wasn't a lot of that for fields. So that'll be good. Um, but even if you can design some layups, it's like layups to who? <laughs> That's, I, anyone really, David Montgomery. Like the thing about layups yeah. is you don't need to like the most, obviously it helps if you have like a Debo yeah. Samuel, but just get the ball, like just get quick play action screens, yeah. like stuff like that. Just get it into the hands of some kind of Thanks. Byron, like Byron Pringle is legitimately promising and, and pretty good after the catch. Like, I don't know, gets he's good with RPOs and, and stuff like that. And just kind of like, so maybe there'll be more layups for fields. I think fields is still like, I still have some hope for fields. Um, but yeah, it's this is just not the not the place for a for a quarterback to develop this type of offense. I think they'll be one of the worst, yeah. maybe the worst team in football this yeah, year. Yeah, they're they're trying to do this wacky rebuild, and it's just not the time for it. A team that's doing a great rebuild, though, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, the Lions, <laughs> Matthew, Lions. your team that drafted started they drafted Matthew Spahn, my Detroit Lions. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people giving the take like, oh, the Lions are actually going to be pretty good this year. And I agree. I yeah. think so. How good? I, they're, what's their under over? Six, Six and, and a half. half. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I think they get to seven wins. Uh, they got, they kind of have the, uh, the perfect storm. Uh, they got an easy schedule. They were coming along at the end of last year. Um, I, I liked their offseason moves. Uh, it seems to be like a good team culture, good head coach. You look at like their offense, and honestly, you can see how it could be pretty decent. Uh, their offensive line's really strong. Um, I think Jamison Williams is a pretty big ad. Now the receiving core looks pretty solid. And the big thing is like people don't take them super, super seriously because of Jared Goff. And to an extent, like, I agree. But Jared Goff is also not holding them back maybe as much as people think. And like you've seen good teams before with Jared Goff at quarterback. You've seen a team in the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as quarterback. And I know that's not an amazing argument because Blake Bortles has made like an AFC championship <laughs> game. However, um, I don't think that limits them in terms of success as much as um, people, people might think. Defensively, they're getting there. Um, but the, I, I don't know. 
I don't. Did they do anything at linebacker? They did not really that do anything. Crazy. Does not make me feel super awesome, which is why I'm not predicting them. I think you're going to hear some people throw around maybe some playoff seven seed takes. Um, and you can like see the world where that happens, but I'm not going to pick it. If they play um, enough bad offenses, I can see a world where they do. I mean, they do play the Bears twice, right? So, I mean, <laughs> maybe some hope there. You what did they What did they do at safety? They brought in Deshaun Elliott, okay? And he came in from the Ravens. And I believe he's been one of the most efficient, you know, safeties from uh, from like a EPA per target standpoint. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a big deal for them. I, second, I, I yeah. can't remember who the safety was who was they had one really strong safety last year and one guy who was not so hot. Yeah, I think that they like they just didn't have NFL talent yeah, in, they, on their defense like last year. And really they're off like their wide receiving core was just guard. They lucked out that Amon Ra. Not really. Amon Ra St. Brown was a pretty good player in college, so it's yeah, not complete. That was luck, a nice yeah, like, like you just had a bunch of guys in that wide receiving core and on that defense, like, God bless them. Like, Dan Campbell had them playing their hearts out occasionally, but they just didn't have NFL talent on the field. Now, I mean, yeah, like you said about the offense, I think if you replace Goff with someone like, you know, some borderline top 10 quarterback, Burrow, Burrow or, yeah, Burrow or, or you know, Dak or um, Kyler, one any of those guys, you would say like, oh yeah, that that's there's no weaknesses on that on that Theo, team. Bengals fans, Bengals fans are not gonna like that you said borderline top ten quarterback and then All proceeded right, well, to say Joe Burrow. He is. I mean, <laughs> look, here's the thing: Rodgers, Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen, like Stafford, Lamar, and then there's kind of that group where it's like Kyler, Dak, Burrow. Who am I missing? Um, Tyler, and I'm missing some guys as well. If you wanted to put, if you wanted to put like Deshaun Watson in that list, depending like, so one of those guys has to get kicked off. Russ. Yeah. Russ, you know, there's top 10, there's 10 guys there. That's, I just named 12, you know, two of those guys have to miss the cut. It's probably one of the Kyler, Dak, Stafford, maybe probably not Lamar, Burrow. I don't know. You, you could rank him in any sort of way, but I'm just saying like, he's not a, if he's the 10th best quarterback, that's still like borderline. Yeah, I'm not. This isn't a Joe Burrow debate. I'm just saying, like (laughs) Bengals fans, like I'm not saying. I just wanted to give you a chance to to kind of save yourself before the Bengals fans come at your throat again. Yes, I don't care if they come there. (laughs) They they can't say anything to me that they haven't said already. So whatever. At any rate, like yes, there there is no weaknesses outside of quarterback on this offense that I can see. Offensive line, skilled position, quarterback, Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see about the defense. I, it's getting there. It's yeah, it's definitely going to be better. I mean, they won three games last year. They really did. I, sometimes I feel like this gets overstated. Like sometimes you just win, like you get hot at the end of the season. But they really did look a lot better at the end of the season than they did at the beginning. Um, and maybe maybe the Lions are like, okay, we keep talking about these teams that maybe are going to go trade for like one of these quarterbacks, like Kyler or Lamar next offseason. The Lions are definitely a team that that is possible for. Yeah. Because they're not, they're probably not going to be bad enough to draft one of the top guys. So maybe they'll move up. But if they don't, I don't think it's unthinkable. They did such a great job with the draft this year. Two years in a row, I think they've had a very good draft. Last year, they got Sewell when he fell to him. Um, They had Levi Onzerike, who I actually liked a decent amount at nose tackle. And we'll see if he comes back and does some damage. They doubled up really with, um, they had uh, Neil. What's his name? 
Alan McNeil too. They doubled up on interior linemen and mm-hmm. they got Amon Ross St. Brown and all that. They were one of my favorite drafts. And then this year to get Hutchinson yeah. and, and Jamison Williams and some of these other guys, they got uh, one of my favorites, Josh Paschal. So I think they've done a really good job drafting these past couple of years to trade up that as far as they did to get Jamison without giving up a first round pick next year was a really good move. So yeah, I mean, th- their process has actually been pretty good. Right. Their process has actually They're- been pretty good. And one of and I think pretty soon that you're going to add a, mm-hmm. a quarterback on a rookie deal to this because golf is actually still pretty expensive and you're going to have even more cap room and, mm-hmm. and free them to do stuff I mean, like that. But, but if we're looking at, oh, maybe they're not going to be in a position to draft high enough. Maybe not. Because but, if, if, like, we're, if we're projecting like, them to go over six and a half, right, that's not a, that's probably maybe top 10, but probably not. There's a there's going to be like six or seven quarterbacks that go in the first round next year. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really so long I think class. they're going to have we, a first. We say round. that every year. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, this year we, we knew that there. No, this year we knew that there weren't going to be that many. I thought. I mean, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe we saw like three. Like I, I don't I didn't think that this class was going to have that many. Next year's le- somewhat legit though. I, I think next year we're going to see about six. So. Plus, they can trade up. They can trade up yeah, and trade for someone else. They got yes. the ammo for because it. Next year, Jared Goff won't be the quarterback of this team, and they're going to have a really good infrastructure. Is Goff a free agent? or He's just not going to start for okay. two more years I mean, you, on this well, team. I mean, well, if he's not, I'm saying you could package him in a trade to move up, potentially. Perhaps, perhaps. Anyway, at any rate, he's, yes. they're going to they're gonna replace him after this. I think they're going to win double the amount of games that they won last and that's year. That's still six. the under. That's six. Yeah. That's the under. I don't well, know. No, no, they because they they tied a game. Oh, so that, that, I know that still means it's six. They'll but. go six, what eight and two? They'll double the amount of ties. <laughs> It'll just be double everything. Six. I think they're gonna tie twice next year. <laughs> they're gonna yeah. tie twice next year. I don't know. I like. I'm buying. There, there's such like a popular team to be excited about right now. Um, but I, I think it's valid. I, I agree. Think it's valid. Like I think. No, I think. It's not just like Twitter hype. I no, think they, 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 I think they get seven. Team. I believe in them. They were a fun team last year. I can mm. believe in them being a fun team this year. I'll say over. It's, Fine. Let's do it. Why not? Over. Why not? It's a fun team. Let's let's be fun. Let's be fun here. Stay out. Yes. As fun as a team with Jared Goff at quarterback can be. Hey, <laughs> you know, it may be Jared mid, but, you know, I was trying to make a joke off of that, but I, I couldn't. I'm not funny enough, I fear. But uh, Minnesota. It's the last one. They're like the Jazz of the NFL. <laughs> no? Sort of. I mean, the Jazz are like continually a pretty high seed in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. The Vikings have not. I, I heard a stat the other day that the Packers and the Vikings have won the exact same amount of playoff games since 2017, which is kind of funny because like the Packers have been the one seed each of the past two years. They just go out. They skip the first round and then go out sad. But anyway, oh. shout out Viking fans for, for digging that one up. Shout out Vikings fans. The line is eight and a half. Do we think they beat that? Yeah, I do. I do. Matt? Yeah. Yeah? I'll give them a nine. Nine. You're, you're always going the one over. We got 12, nine, seven, but with the Bears, then it's... How, how many wins do you think the Bears get? What, two? Yeah, one, two, probably. <laughs> That's that bad, huh? Yeah, I think. I mean, the wor- if we think they'll be the worst team in football, that's usually maybe, how many wins the worst team in football. Maybe the Falcons are worse. It's them or the Falcons. I think. The, I think the like if you put Pitt, Pitts would be the best player on the Bears. Like, yeah, yeah that's. The, I think that is the Brady the, Jarrett the Falcons, would probably be the best players. The on The Falcons Bears do point, have period. like at the very top of their depth chart 
have some nice players. AJ Terrell would be the best player on the Bears. They've got three players that I think would be the best player on the Bears. Yes. Easily. And I, and I, yeah. Yeah. Eas- easily. But yeah, Vikings. Eh, I mean, the Vikings, I feel like the Vikings haven't changed a whole, whole lot. They changed the culture. That's where I'm at. I think Zimmer, look, Zimmer, they said this. They could have moved on from, they signed Kirk to an extension. They could have yeah. like not done that, traded him away to the Panthers or something, some team that needed a quarterback. They didn't opt into like a rebuilding thing after some disappointing seasons here. I think they're betting on saying Mike Zimmer was just toxic by the end, like his welcome had worn, and we have all the talent. We just need kind of a, a rejuvenation in the locker room. I don't think that's a bad bet. I, I don't think that that's like an unreasonable thing to expect from the Vikings because they do have like the high end talent mm-hmm. to be one of the better teams in the league. They do. Um, and I, I, I kind of, and I like Zimmer as a defensive mind a lot. I really do. I think that, you know, he could be tough to work with, but his, he always did a good job on the Packers and whatnot. And I know that there's probably a lot of quarterbacks in the league who hated playing against his defenses, but I do think that they're going to be a pretty good team this year. I think that with a new coach and kind of a new culture, it's going to be a little bit of a spark. Zadarius, Daniel Hunter, Justin Jefferson, yeah. uh, Cook. I mean, Cousins is pretty good. You know, Harrison Smith, um, D- Dalvin Tomlinson, Eric Hendricks. It's it's there's some a bunch of Pro Bowlers. Yes, they have, they have ballers. They have ballers there, so. on that team. I'm, I'm they sucker me into it every year because they always seem to have that. And yeah. they've been under you. You do always believe in the Vikings. I, I like, I usually. Because they got a lot of high end talent, man. They really yeah. do. I'm, I'm a Packer fan, but it's, I'm not going to say that they sit here and say that they don't, you know? No, I'm, I'm usually a big believer in Minnesota, too. And at eight and a half, I feel like, I feel like I'll an take overs. That. I feel like an over is very respectful. A winning record. Yeah. I, and I think Cousins could have a big year in like a Shanahan type of. Cousins um, had a pretty decent year last year. He was like borderline top 10 last year, like yeah. he always is, I would say. Um, I thought one thing that was interesting. He almost made my top 100. He had, yeah, he had 33 touchdowns. In seven I'd say picks. like him making your top 100 wouldn't have been a bad, a bad place for him at all. I, I, I don't think he's like better than Stafford. I think that he, my whole thing with him is like, and I think everybody's thing with him when you watch him is like, oh, he can't, he can't create on his own, right? Like if everything is going right, like unpressured looks, you know, I'm sure that he's one of the guys, best in the league. How many guys league. are really doing that? Like, I mean, unpressured. He is one of the best, like, unpressured quarterbacks yeah. in the league. But, you but, know, but is uh, he, how many guys are like actually creating when things break down? I mean, like, I, just, I just listed my top like twelve yeah. quarterbacks. All of them are doing it. Right. I think Lawrence can do it. Even. Um, I, I think, think Hurts can do it. A Lance Hurts, but I would still take I would still take Cousins over Hurts. That's for sure. Yeah. Not j- just nah. being able to create. Yeah. Nah. You think Jalen Hurts is better than Kirk Cousins? I think he can be. I think he will. You be. think he, you think he will be better, but then Kirk Cousins this year. next year. I would bet Kirk Cousins in kind of a McVay type of role. I mean, he's been, he played with McVay in, in Washington, I suppose, and Shanahan and when they were all coaches in Washington and he didn't have like the greatest season that year, but I think he's different now. So I think a big year from him and, and all those all pro right. bowlers will be good. I'll take your word for it. Theo, would you like to um, let us know who the, our favorite. Uh, oh yeah. The ad favorite, read. I don't favorite. have the, I don't have the ad read in front of me, but I know it's trade coffee. I could go off the dome, but I don't think our sponsors yeah, would like that very much. Do you have it up? I, I do have it up if you would like to read it. I would it. love to read it. You know, <laughs> I, 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 read I would it. read it, but you know, our producer asked Theo to read it. Oh, I'm charging my phone. Our producer asked Theo to read it because he read it last time. So <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the best coffee supplier on the market, Trade Coffee. I am obsessed with my most recent order, and I know you all will love it just as much. 
Right now, Trade Coffee is offering a quiz to specifically select the perfect blend for you. I took the quiz and Trade recommended the Red Rooster Star Hill Stout blend, and it is some of the best cold brew coffee I've ever had. There is something about making it yourself exactly the way you like it, and with Trade Coffee's quality ingredients, I always know I'm getting a solid cup of joe. Plus, even if you're not obsessed with your first bag, Trade will take your feedback, and an actual real-life coffee expert will work with you to find a new, better-suited bag for no extra cost. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash stay hot. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash stay hot and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash stay hot. And let trade coffee. Uh, wait, yeah, that's the end. <laughs> this dude's trying to like give Only- that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one thing at the end that's like, you know, don't read this and it trips me and it, up. And it's because it's highlighted. It's highlighted. Like bright yellow. Like, only read highlighted portion verbatim. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm spoiling though. I'm spoiling that I, I do read those off. Of, I don't make those off. Of, off here, the here, here, I have here. had trade coffee though. It's I good. Do. I like it. Is it. Good. it I, is I remember good. Matt and I got in, uh, what was it? Friday night or we all got in Friday night, but Matt and I have to travel from Ohio mm-hmm. and that, that, that three hour time difference it can be a lot. Some jet lag. I yeah. wish I had some trade coffee. No, right we were now. literally saying that like Saturday morning because we had to order in groceries. Like, you know, it'd be nice right now is if we had some HelloFresh and some trade coffee. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, it is kind of fun to have like, because I, I, I drink coffee and I'll buy like the same thing every single time from the grocery store. It is kind of fun to have because I always like the second I forget that I have the trade coffee subscription, I get a new bag. Um, and then I've, I, I have like, like they know. I have like six or it's like they know I have like six or seven bags of like unique coffee to choose from in the morning. That's a W. It's not so bad. That's a W. Well, the only thing we have left is the question of the week. As per our chalkboard, make sure you're in the chalkboard, by the way, to be involved in the question hey, of the week. The chalkboard. If we get to five thousand subscribers <laughs> on the chalkboard, if uh-huh. five thousand people join that, I will let the stay hot fans decide what I do for an entire day. What? <laughs> what I like? will let I will let them submit activities in a Google sheet, and then people can vote. And you know, <laughs> I will do whatever I'm you guys keep, want. I'm gonna keep it a stack. That sounds. You're really gonna you're dangerous. gonna have to you're gonna have to make some serious rules. Some to asterisks. That, yeah, there. <laughs> Maybe you can't make me do anything that will no like really bad things. Kill me or anyone else or get me in jail. But outside of that, I will do. If we get to five thousand people on there. I will just put a bunch of Twitter polls on my Twitter all day with like options and I will just do, and all the options will be like from a Google sheet. And I will, you guys, I will be your puppet for if we get to 5,000 people on the chalkboard. That is, I'll do that. Okay. I'll make, I'll make a deal as well. I actually recorded another song recently. Um, If, (laughs) if we have 5,000 people, I'll release it uh, early instead of releasing it on a second album. But um, the question of the week, as for our chalkboard, make sure it, it's in the link in our you know description of the YouTube, um, the bio of all of our socials. The question of the week is, if you could go back in time and watch one sporting event or concert live, what would you watch? Game 7 2016 finals. It's a good one. Or concert? Or concert. 
Maybe maybe I'd, I'd go, go watch, to I'd maybe go. I'd go to Woodstock or something. I'd go crazy. watch the Denny's uh, mosh oh, pit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we got the second angle from that. I don't know if you saw that. On there's TikTok. there's like three now. There's like new angles. Yeah, so maybe I don't, I don't have to do that because I've gotten these new looks. But that, that comes to mind. I don't know. I'd go to like. I'd go to something really old. I don't want to go to like 2016. Or or you could, yes. maybe like the most practical thing to do is to go to Wilt's 100 point game and see if he actually like. True. That's a <laughs> that, good one. That's one that you can't watch game. any other way. But I don't know, dude. Do you get like, can I pick my seats? Can I be like courtside at game Sure, seven? why not? Okay. It's a, yeah, there's, that's what no, I there's no restrictions listed you can, on here. Look, you can bet on, you can fade, you know. Netflix or whatever, or and <laughs> if I can, money to do whatever you want. I if I can like choose my seats, I might position myself so where I'm like in the pic, in like a famous NBA photo. Ooh, like, like you're like, in the you're in the Dwayne Wade like LeBron like, yeah, just like to throw it down and all of a sudden Matt is just like <laughs> or like uh, the Kawhi picture with it. Like I could be you could right be in there. there. In there. Yes, that's so I could like funny. I could like photo bomb it. Honestly, I could just like run out on the court at the wrong time. <laughs> just ruin like the great NBA photos. What what would like when people like what would happen if somebody did that at the end of a game like during one of those legendary moments or whatever? And they just like that's the time they pick to run out on the court cuz they this happens like every Are you once looking in a it while. Up, Theo? No, I'm looking oh. up greatest NBA pictures ever to see which one I would like to photobomb. <laughs> no, most. I would definitely pick a concert and I would pick probably, I don't remember what year it is, but any performance of Gary Moore doing Parisian Walkways Live. Who? I don't Gary know Moore is. is one of my favorite guitarists of all time. He has this song called Parisian Walkways. The performance of that song, watching it on YouTube gives me chills. Literally, like, I would kill to see any performance of that live ever. He passed away in 2015. I will never get the chance to see that. So I would, I would opt to see that. I don't know. It's not a bad one. Yeah, it's not a bad one I to would, see like an old, an old musician. I definitely think I've, like going to an OG like Beatlemania's concert. Ooh, or maybe like, like no, when ooh, Hendrix lit his guitar on fire. That would be sick. I knew Jimi Hendrix would Hendrix. be, yeah, that's, I think that's a but really good I think good it's joke. valid, yeah. I know what photo I would be in though. Which one? I would be standing next to Drake in the all-star Kobe <laughs> versus LeBron photo. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes. You'd, I would, yeah, I would be standing where he, like, up ruined the, the picture. <laughs> where he ruined, yeah, I'd be standing next to him also standing I'd up. be the one, I'd go to the gif of Drake standing up and like clapping, you know the one, and I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> you go to Kanye's acceptance speech of the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the photo bombing uh, an old thing is is extremely funny i think like i'm trying to think if there's like any game that just like went like something horrible happened and I'd you like could tell them I'd or, just here's, like, here's what i would do i would sabotage i would it. go to the malice at the palace game and i would get punched and sue <laughs> that's what that's what i would do i a cop out we're so far away from the intent of this question i'm over here just trying to bring I it see, honestly, like, can i bring a phone to mouse <laughs> of the palace and get a better angle can i record it from like just behind them or something can i do that in this hypothetical i don't think you can <laughs> it, i don't know it, it, there aren't any restrictions on here but like at the same time like well, let's be, be a little realistic well, I, I have i have my realistic answer Yes. And then I have my, your am I allowed to my silly history? One. Okay, that's fair. I think you get, I think you can get both of those answers. I would, 
I would go to a Super Bowl 50 and I'd run on the field and stop it. Stop Super Bowl 50. I'd sub out Mike Remmers. Matt goes to Super Bowl 50 and, and he picks up the fumble. Yeah, I mean, Tanya Harding, Remmers in the like. I'll, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll go in there and block for him myself. And Cam Newton would drive down and score a touchdown on that like drive with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and they'd win 17 to 16 and all would be well. Was Cam Irving on the team then? No. Okay. I'd go to a Pop Warner. So. I'd po- go to a Pop Warner Cam Newton game and I would say, Cam, <laughs> you one day, there will be a fumble <laughs> from your blind side, Von Miller. <laughs> Check your blind side. Super Bowl I would, 50. I would, no, I'd go back to a Von Miller Pop Warner game. Oh, and I'd kill I'd, him. I'd, 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 I would heckle him and I'd, I'd maybe convince him to play You'd, like basketball or yeah, baseball or I'd, something. Oh my God, Von, you, would, you have such a great catcher's body. You'd be an amazing gymnast. You'd, you'd, like, I think you'd like the NHL much more. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Just talks Von Miller out. I would but, go. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Oh, well. I think that pretty much wraps up the question of the week. I didn't say which one I would go to, though. Oh, I, did, I guess, I, I don't know. I have no idea what I would do. I'd go to, I'd say I'd go to an old, I'd go to something really old. You I'd, could go to like, yeah, you could go to a really old like football game. You could go way back. The first Packers game. I'd go to like a Mozart concert. I don't know. I just want to see what it was like. Like just going way back. Just like way, way back. I'm keeping it a stack. Like not to not to disrespect you, Theo, but I'd much rather go to like a Hendrix. rock concert. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just think I'm it would be crazy to, to go concert, way back. I want like I'm gonna mosh with some like <laughs> with some Hendrix fans and, and whatnot. Like, you moshed with Shaq last night, like Hendrix. I didn't you know, mosh with Shaq. I moshed to him. Well, I mean it's the same thing, right? I guess. Yeah. So you know you had that experience. He he. he Hendrix isn't better than Shaq. Shaq would drop. Shaq would drop fifty on Jimi Hendrix. All right. Um, I don't know. I would go to something really old though. I'd go to something like crazy old. I think. Are we really? You said Shaq. Shaq is a better musician. (laughs) (laughs) Jimi Hendrix is a better musician than Shaq is basketball player. EJ Diesel. Look. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to like frame that question. If you put that on Twitter, I wonder if people would agree. Better. Uh, Absolutely. Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitarist of all time. And Shaq is still posterizing him sadly. (laughs) He can't shred on a a guitar, though. He could. You know, Shaq could do what Jimi Hendrix does. There's a video of him like... There's a video of him like, um, what is it? Like lip syncing on a guitar. I don't know what the term... Air guitar? No, like he has a guitar but he's like not really playing it. There's like audio playing behind him. Yeah. I don't know what the term yeah, for that is. I know this, uh, this is kind of old news, but I do want to talk about it. Um, the Joey Chestnut versus Usain Bolt. Oh. <laughs> you, what, what, I thought that was a really good question. So it's eat a hot dog and then run. Run 100, 100 meters. I think Usain Bolt would win. I agree. I think Joey Chestnut would win. You think he would, I guess. Like, if you have to like complete eating the hot dog. Swallow it? Yes. I don't know. Maybe. maybe I think it, I 100 think, meters is not that far, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. Because, guys, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, yeah, who would, who could eat an entire hot dog and then take off and run and win the race first? Joey Tess, Chestnut. Because how, how long does it take an average person to eat a hot dog? See, I, I have no idea, but I don't think, people are like, oh, it'll take five seconds. I don't think so. 
I think it, I think it's gonna take a I think it's gonna take a while. How long does it take, take Joey Chestnut to eat one hot dog? Like like a millisecond. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like so if it I don't know. Assuming Joey Chestnut is healthy, of course. He's he's got like a messed up foot right now, right? Yeah. But like See, I mean, it was he listed as doubtful on those <laughs> Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I'm, I'm just, I'm How just. Do you know that? How do you I know that? He's listed on me. I saw it on his Twitter. Injury. My fantasy team. Um, my <laughs> fantasy Chestnut hot dog fantasy team. Anyway, I don't know. I would, I would take bold pretty, pretty easily. I have no idea. I don't know enough about how fat. Like, I don't know how long it takes to run a hundred meters. Probably what for like Joey Chestnut probably. 17, 18, 19 seconds. I think 20 seconds is like a super safe. Yeah. But like, even then that's saying that Usain Bolt can finish a hot dog in like 12 seconds, 13 seconds. I don't One, know, dude. Two, three, maybe. Four, okay. Five, Counting. six, that gets me. seven, <laughs> eight. Yeah, Usain, Usain is done with the <laughs> hot dog at this point. He's taking off. I'm taking Usain Bolt. All yeah. right. That's Usain one, Bolt runs, runs a 100 meter dash in less than 10 seconds. Yes. No, he's. I, I'm taking you, Bolt. I think he can finish a hot dog in eight seconds. I, I think Joey Chestnut's got like a. He's he's got like a weird level of fame, right? Like he's the most famous person one day out of the year. Yes, and then it's everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Anyway, I, I really have to think about how fast it would take Joey Chestnut to run 100 <laughs> meters. <laughs> we'll we'll tweet it out after. We'll, we'll, we'll do. We'll actually like mathematically figure yeah. this out afterwards. Me, me, the math minor. I'll I'll take care of this find later. It, find it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that pretty much wraps things up for us. As always, guys. Tons of tons of content coming on all platforms. Um, this episode comes out on Monday, so we're we're actually going to be live. You know, later. You know, for you guys that are watching later today, but for us tomorrow, we're going to be live for more content. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, and as always, from. Horn boy, bird boy, lemon boy, Matt. You still have to come up with a new nickname. No phone boy. No, no phone, phone boy. boy. I don't know what. No phone boy. Um, give me some, Theo. Give me some. Uh, uh, rolling chair. Rolling roll, from no phone boy, <laughs> rolling chair boy, and um, drinking water boy. We will catch you all on the flippity flop. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com